Welcome to Rama for Today. Like I use very often, I say very often, you know, and you've heard me say it, that uh, the prophet Elisha told Naaman to go dip in the river Jordan seven times and he'd be healed of leprosy, and he was. And yet that's the only, now healing belongs to us, and you can preach healing, but you can't preach that that's one way and that you've got to do that to receive it. Because you see, that's an isolated instance, happened one time, and we have to go by the record we have. Never did happen again. Welcome to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen. This week, Kenneth E. Hagen continues his series, Praying with All Kinds of Prayer, Volume 5. Stay tuned for this powerful teaching. Later in today's program, Ken and Lynette will tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagen with today's message. You can open your Bibles again today to the 14th chapter of 1 Corinthians. Paul says in the 14th verse, For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is it then? I will pray with the Spirit. That's with my spirit, and that means with tongues. And I'll pray with the understanding also. I'll sing with the Spirit. And I'll sing with the understanding also. So in connection with prayer, we, we talked about prayer in connection with tongues. I thought it would be well if we'd just give an in-depth study concerning speaking with other tongues. For the simple reason that tongues are all the same in essence, but they're different in purpose and in use. And uh, the reason that many people do not speak with tongues, you understand this, that there has been much misunderstanding concerning the matter of speaking with other tongues, which has in some cases brought much damage to the body of Christ. And certainly has robbed multitudes of the blessing that God intended that they should have. Well, one reason, and the main reason, I think, for all of it is, there has been very little, very little sound, logical, and scriptural teaching as to the scope and the value of speaking with other tongues. Many have not understood what happens when a person speaks with other tongues and have not realized the value derived from that exercise. Now, not only does that ignorance exist on the outside, that is, those among those who do not speak with tongues, but the same ignorance exists too many times among those who do speak with tongues. We noticed that, of course, Paul very definitely encourages the practice of speaking with other tongues in this 14th chapter of 1 Corinthians for a number of different reasons. Now, we did notice this, first of all, one purpose and use of tongues is, first of all, we look from the Acts of the Apostles, when people were filled with the Holy Ghost or received the Holy Ghost, or as the Bible called it, baptized with the Holy Ghost, they spoke with other tongues. In other words, it is an initial. That doesn't mean other evidences won't follow because they will. But there is a, a supernatural initial evidence. Hallelujah. That one's received the Holy Ghost. 
And we saw that out of three times, out of five, it very definitely spoke with tongues. And the other two, if you'll study it real carefully, you'll find that they spoke with tongues too. So, if we receive the same experience today, we should expect the same manifestation. Amen. Then we notice this, that here in the 14th chapter of 1 Corinthians, as I said, Paul very definitely encourages the practice of speaking with other tongues for a number of definite reasons. Now notice verse 2 of that 14th chapter. We looked at it, but we're going to look at it again. You'll notice that he said, For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him. Howbeit in the Spirit he speaketh mysteries. Now I'm going to reiterate that uh, you know, there is tongues and interpretation in public assembly whereby we speak with the interpretation to men. But there's nothing said in the scripture whatsoever of anybody speaking with tongues to the devil. Is there? Said he's speaking not on tongues, speaking not unto men, but unto God. He's talking to God. You can see then why many people, you know, somebody might have some kind of unusual experience but then you can't build a doctrine on that because that may not ever happen again. Maybe, you know, out of the ordinary. I mean, in the area you're speaking with tongues or any other area as far as that's concerned. Like I use very often, I say very often, you know, and you've heard me say it, that uh, the prophet Elisha told Naaman to go dip in the river Jordan seven times and he'd be healed of leprosy, and he was. And yet that's the only, now healing belongs to us and you can preach healing, but you can't preach that that's one way and that you've got to do that to receive it. Because you see, that's an isolated instance. Happened one time and we have to go by the record we have. Never did happen again. Now if somebody else went down there and they're going to dip in Jordan, well now I'll tell you that's the way to get healed because Naaman got healed of the leprosy. So if I go dip in the river, I'm bound to get healed of leprosy. But it wouldn't work, would it? And like I've said humorously, most folks would have wanted to start the seven dipping Jordan Healing Association right then. Amen. I'll take a little side journey here. You know, you might be interested. I was holding a meeting, uh, held a meeting in Pueblo, Colorado, First Four Square Church, 1958. Then I went back there for another meeting. So there for a whole week, uh, four weeks first time. Went back uh, oh, about a year later, a little, little better, and held, held a three weeks meeting. And so this happens to the testimony. This lady got up and said, Brother Higgins, heal my hernia. <laughs> now the pastor was taking a testimony and, and his wife got after him. Now sometimes, you know, your wife need to get after we husbands. <laughs> she said, what in the world did you want to stand there and argue with that one? Because he said, Hagen, not Higgins. She said, that's right, Brother Higgins, he healed my hernia. <laughs> he said, Hagen, not Higgins. Said, that's right, Brother Higgins, he healed my hernia. <laughs> and they went on that. And I, I, it probably wasn't, but it seemed like it's 10 minutes. You know what I mean? Time like that, you know. She said to me, why didn't you just shut up and go on? So I told him, I believe I'm going to start a Hagen Hernia Healing Association. <laughs> well, I didn't heal her hernia. <laughs> the Lord healed her hernia. Amen. And that's what the pastor said. He, he couldn't get her to say Hagen. She kept saying Higgins. And then he said, the Lord healed you, not Brother Higgins. said, that's right, Brother Higgins, he healed my hernia. Well, I didn't heal her hernia. Amen. I just said that. You see, you don't want to mean that. <laughs> because something happened one time, you don't go off with that and try to build a doctrine on it. 
Amen? Amen. Same way with tongues. Howard Carter said we must not forget Howard Carter was a pioneer of the Pentecostal movement, founded the oldest, the first Pentecostal Bible school in the world, so the oldest one, still in existence today. He said we must not forget that the speaking with other tongues is not only an initial evidence of the Holy Spirit's indwelling, it is a continual experience for the rest of one's life. Now, for what purpose? To assist in the worship of God. It's a flowing stream that should never dry up and that will enrich the life spiritually. Hallelujah. So he that speaketh in unknown tongues speaketh not unto men, but unto God. Who's he talking to? To whom is he speaking? Unto God. For no man understandeth him, albeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. I like Weymouth's translation on this. He said he's speaking divine secrets. Speaketh not unto men, but unto God. Howbeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. As I said, I like uh, Weymouth's translation in New Testament modern speech. He translates, he speaks divine secrets. He's talking secrets with God. Glory to God. That's one, that's one area of speaking with tongue. Here's an interesting uh, illustration along this line. I remember my father-in-law said that when uh, they came into his community, he was a farmer. And somebody came in in the 30s. In fact, I went to pastor the church in 1938 and So this was, I think, about 1933 that someone came there, you know, and held an open-air meeting in a little town, about 200, just farm all around. Well, they began to preach the new birth and got a lot of folks saved. Then they began to preach the baptism of the Holy Ghost, speaking with other tongues. And that sort of divided them. You know, everybody believed in salvation, but not many people believed beyond that. And uh, so... Uh, some begin to question it. Well, you have to realize that in that day and time, 33 out in the country, everybody didn't have electricity yet, you know. And, and actually, they, they had no electricity. They had these uh, Aladdin lamps or, or lights, you know, that give you a whole lot of light. But, uh, you know, we went over all the uh, maintenance department, went over... Uh, Oh, some distance from here over on 69 to out on an Amish farm. Oh, it's about 49 of us or something. Went, there's more than that in there, but there's a good bunch of us went. And uh, they didn't have any electricity, you know, they don't have any electricity. But it's real bright. I mean, it's just light. It's just, we had electricity. They had these gasoline lanterns. And so uh, that's the way they did, you see. Do you know why those Amish folks don't have those things? Don't have an automobile? Now, we were up with Sam Smucker. Sam Smucker is a graduate of, of Rhema. And uh, then he went back up to his home, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and all that's Amish country. And most of all, everybody he got to come out from that. You know, and he runs, uh, has over a thousand people now in attendance on Sunday. But you'll see quite a few of them. Dressed still that way, and then a lot of them will, will drop it after they get saved, get filled with the Holy Ghost, and walk on with God. And you'll see quite a few uh, up there, you'll see quite a few horses and buggies. And, and now, then, because of problems that existed, why, uh, you know, they passed laws and they, they, they've got, they got lights on those buggies, got turn signals on those buggies. <laughs> because if you don't know going to turn, you'll have run over them, you know. But you see, that's worldly to have that, you know. Uh, See, the Bible said, Come out from among them, be you separate, saith the Lord, and I'll receive you. That's, they base a lot of that on one verse. 
You're listening to Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. We have got a, a special offer. Uh, your book called Power Up. Power Up, yeah. Getting charged with God's power. Oh, yeah. You oh, know, yeah. we need to get charged with God's power every day. Right. Uh, to uh, really handle the things that, that come about oh, yeah, every yeah, day. Yeah. You know, uh, in a car, you have a battery. Mm-hmm. And that battery is, it's, it's recharged every time the motor runs. That alternator yes. recharges that battery. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the old days, when I was growing up, with my car, we had a, called it a generator. But it charged wow. the battery, but the alternator does it now. And so we have to stay charged up spiritually yes. in order to stay on top of stuff. That's right. And then Dad, Dad now, said... Now, this is mine. Oh, Yes. This is yours. This oh, is I'm sorry. This is my four CDs on okay. releasing God's power through, through prayer. prayer. Right, yes, right. because we do, you know, by praying, the Lord will help us and release that power that we need oh, yeah. to handle things in and life. You know what? Uh, that's uh, Actually, these normally sell for thirty nine ninety five. That's right. But you get an $18 savings this month on these two yes. uh, as, you, as you call in. We're offering them for twenty one ninety five. So right. you need to get that a hold. That is a power, good saying. Power up. You know, that's a good saying. Power up and then releasing God's power through prayer. That's, that, that's your deal. Prayer's your uh, deal. No. Don't delay. Call today. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema dot org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagen will continue his message, Praying with All Kinds of Prayer, Volume 5, here on Rama for Today Radio with Ken and Lynette Hagen. Mm-hmm.